Love Talk Radio. Back on live, PSA Hip Hop, man. It's your boy, Three. I'm on the vibes already, man. Watch, what's good, my G? Peace, God, what it is, man. You know what it is already, man. Let's get into this, man. Revisiting our, some albums that, you know, meant something to us in the 90s or meant something to the culture overall in hip hop, man. I'm going to Queens, uh, Queens Bridge uh, slash Left Rack City. You want to go there, man? 1997, Capone and Noriega drops the war report, sir. Before we get into the nooks and crannies of this project, from 1997 to now, how many times have you played this album, and where is it right now in 2020 for you and your favorite albums of hip-hop, of all time, with hip-hop? It's one of my favorite albums to come out in the decade of the 90s. And I think uh, what makes this album so incredible to me is that it came out in an era where hip-hop was defined by the shiny suit era so uh this album was a pleasant surprise in 97 and um hold on stay right there right quick said pleasant surprise and i agree with that word now i want to piggyback on what you said pleasant surprise was it one of those things where we didn't know what to expect we didn't expect capone noriega to give us a classic album because i didn't I didn't. I didn't expect it. I, but see, here's the funny thing about not expecting it. Why did we get it as soon as it came out? Now, I know we've known about Norby because in 96, you know, that's when they had the singles. They was dropping, you know, T-O-N-Y. singles, mm-hmm. T-O-N-Y, uh, Stick You, Illegal Life, like that. Yes. That was bubbling. Mm-hmm. So we knew about it. And even though we knew about it, it's still, for some reason, this album, we bought it. Put it this way. Right. It, we, we definitely bought it when it came out. We didn't have now, to wait. So, Do you think the comparisons to Mob Deep was the reason why people were doing that? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I know that on it was written on one of the songs, Nasa, Capone and Noriega, and I had no idea why he was <laughs> saying that. But he said it. You know what I'm saying? And come to find out Capone and Noriega. Right. Later on, on Drink Champs, Norby said, Nas shot at us out on It Was Written, and he hadn't met us yet. I found That's that crazy. crazy. That's crazy. What did I say, though, that Nas, at the time, to shot you out, but never met you, though? Was that a crazy thing, or was it like keeping it yeah, clearly, clearly, he was hearing about them. Clearly, in the streets, he was hearing about, yo, there's these dudes. Well, he knew about Capone, because Capone's from Queensbridge. But uh, Noriega, you know, so he, he shouted them out. And uh, next thing you know, T-O-N-Y, stick you, illegal life. So, All right. All right, let's get into this, man. The first song off the CNN War Report album, Blood Money, produced by Easy LP, 
watch when I hear this man, all I can say this is a New York anthem. Um certain songs that give you that NY feel. This is one of them to me, man. New York at the bloody money, dirty cash, lot niggas, smoke weed, car seat, crap. Oh, talk about me, Casa. Get what I pop up. Like, this is a top three song in the discography of Capone and Noriega, in my opinion, man. Put the bulky out in your face, not your face lace, like ashtray face. And this was a tunnel banger, a tunnel banger. Clubs in New York called the tunnel. This was a mosh pit song, man. Little cousin from Jamaica, brown skin dog. No Capone on here. Norby held it down. I know Capone must have been like, damn, I wasn't able to jump on this beat. But talk to me, Watts. Blood money. The, uh, I'm going to echo everything you said. This is this is what I call an anthem song. I think it's the perfect set-off song. Norby showing you. Norby giving us a glimpse that he could do a solo career. You know, at this time, we didn't know Norby could, could hold it down solo, but this album should have given us a hint that he might be able to go in his solo bag. Um, in my opinion, the way Nori rhymed on this album was the raw, was the most raw, grimy, gritty Nori Ager you would ever hear. Mm. I don't feel you could ever catch. To me, this is prime Nori. This is unfinished, still trying to know how he rhymes Nori, but it's the right. rawest version of himself. And this is my favorite version of Nori. It's on the War Report. So th- this song's a dope setup song. Was this album always, do you think, now looking at it, hindsight, that this was sink or swim for Nori on this album, knowing that Capone was not here for the duration of the album. He's locked up and him and Tragedy trying to cook up some stuff and trying to get the vocals right on certain songs that Capone was on. Like him holding it down, promoting the album and everything, you know what I mean? You don't think this is sink or swim? I think Nori and uh, I don't think it was sink or swim because I believe Nori was bubbling. He was in demand. I mean, he was on a firm album in '97. Right. So Nori, Nori, Nori's name was out there because Nori was free. So I don't think he was going to sink at all. I just think it was what he was going to do after this album. And we saw this album boosted Nori to almost damn near superstardom after this album. Yes, I told you. Anyway, did, I did. It did. It there did. was a demand for him as a solo artist based on what he did on this album. So, now, can we say that Nori had a good two to three year run? And that's a mean run of hip hop. Two to three years where he I was on top of the Nori carved out his own lane in hip hop during an era that was dominated by Bad Boy. And I don't think people appreciate or really acknowledge that he did that. He Are did sure that. He Capone are we shortchanging Capone, though? How we like shortchanging Capone? Capone wasn't on the, the Firm album. How we shortchanging Capone? Uh, Capone wasn't on Band From TV. Hey, yo, Nori know this, and Nori know Nori that. Know that. Not, Nori know that. That's my choice right there. Yeah, facts, facts. the one who was out in the streets making it work. So that's not shortchanging Capone. Capone was dead nice. They had dope chemistry. This is mm-hmm. no not to Capone. Capone just wasn't home. Um, next song, my G, Driver's Seat. Um, I like this song. The flow was very Tupac-ish from Iman Thug, in my opinion. I thought Nori owned this track more than Iman Thug. I like Nori's flow in here, very ill. Um, not to be confused with Benny the Butcher, 38 special song, Driver's Seat with Jada Kiss. And Buster Rhymes talking at the end, though, was kind of interesting, man. 
Talk to me, brother. Drive a seat, man. First of all, by the hitman, Machine American Carlos, 6th July, yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is what's mm-hmm. amazing about this album. This album had the Bad Boy sound that was crafting all the Bad Boy albums in the Shiny Suit era. They on this album producing songs. You know what I'm saying? Like, this CNN War Report album has supreme New York love on it just off of production. Um, Iman Thug set this off, and I absolutely knew he was because he blazed the Clue mixtapes with True Confessions with mm-hmm. Tragedy Gaddafi with his what, what, what. So I was happy to hear him. And like you said, uh, Chad, uh, uh, Noriega definitely had the, the, the scene, the, the better verse. I mean, you know, no disrespect, but he had the better verse. Right. This, was, this was a very solid song. All right. Um, so are we in agreement, Watts? Two for two? No. We, we are in agreement. No fast-forward material. All right. You can still let it play. Next song, my G. Stick you. We heard this before the album dropped. Shout out to DJ Cool right quick. This song was a movie where Capone and Norman Tragedy are actually talking about self-explanatory. Stick you. Right? Song is kind of self-explanatory, man. Stick you. Rob you. Cough it up type of talk. I want everything. I want the AO. You know what I mean? Um, Gaddafi sets this off. So lovely, man. Shout out to Tragedy Gaddafi. You know what I mean? Arrest the President type talk. Um, this song could have been a video, in my opinion, man. Like, the storytelling on this particular song, you just can hear everything he's saying. And it's like, it kind of gave me that paid in full kind of vibe listening to these brothers, man. Um, Capone's second verse was dope. Um, Capone's tragedy going back and forth, I thought it was dope. Now, with all the stuff that's going on in Dykeman, right? When Nori said, Dominican nigga who looks black. <laughs> like, I thought that was kind of funny hearing Nori say that. But talk to me, Watts. Stick you, man. This is a street hood anthem classic to me. It's a personal Facts. street classic. Me and you had heard this already. So yep. that is why having to hear anything, we already knew we was copying this album as soon as it dropped. Um, I think mm-hmm. one of the things people don't realize is that, you know, Wu-Tang Forever and, um, and Life After Death was out already. Yes. So we this album and put this into that rotation. While we're listening to Wu-Tang Forever and Life After Death, we put the war report in that rotation, and it's literally sitting at the table, and we're enjoying every and, moment of it. And Sabah, me and Watson also did a 1997 hip-hop, hip-hop appreciation on this show. If you get a chance, you can listen to our 1997 hip-hop appreciation. Just like Shane Noor, um took our talking about hip-hop appreciation for 94. We have a 95, 96, 97. 98, 99, 2000, 2001. So if you want to go check those appreciations out, uh, feel free, old man. Uh, three for three. Three for three for me, Watts. What you yeah, there's no question. No question. Okay. Um, next song, my G. And it's so funny, man. Me and you spoke about this song before the show. And, man, Parole Violators produced by Naughty Shorts. Now, it's funny. These brothers, whoever these guys are, man. Some producers on here, Charlemagne. Naughty Shorts. I've never heard of these brothers before. Now check this out. On my on my list, it says Havoc produced this. Pro virus? Yeah. On on. Okay, the- I'm, I'm bugging. I'm bugging. You're right. I'm wrong. That's what Havoc produced. Pro virus. Part of so. Okay. Um, this beat something. It's very mob deepish, ain't it? I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory. Listening to this beat, it sounds like a Havoc beat. Um, especially when Havoc is talking in the beginning. Uh, one of my favorite beats on this project. Watch. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. 
I thought Nori's flow is very dope on this beat, you know, regardless if he's not saying nothing crazy, crazy. And you got Havoc on the chorus, Gaddafi doing his thing, Jake Talk and all that. I love Parole Violators, man. I love this song, man. Five Mike song, if you want to go ahead. This is, this is one of my favorite songs on the album. This is a Havoc special, a Havoc. Why, why, why you told Havoc you are the greatest rapper producer in hip-hop, period. You told him that so he can understand it. Like, to, uh, you really got to understand who Hav was. I mean, you got to understand, man. Hav was producing on It Was Written. Then he's producing yeah, on Life After Death. He's producing on this album. Hav's production bag was insane. And every beat he gave was fire. Now, let me tell you something about Nori. Nori was not a lyricist, lyricist per se, but his presence on the yeah, man. was a five-mic <laughs> Yeah, that's a fact. Five-mic presence. The way fact. he delivered his boss, I loved it. It was like a Greg Nice sort of way. You know, Greg Nice. I like that. I like, the, I like that. I like that Greg Nice talk. I like the Greg, Greg Nice talk. Right. But, man, you like Greg Nice's yes. sound. Facts. And Nori had that. Nori had it. I don't give a fuck. Nobody said Nori had it. This is my favorite version of Nori. This mm. is, when I want to hear classic Nori, it's War Report Nori. Yes. It's not can we say Nori. Nori. Can we say it's Nori not, had flavor? Can we say the, can we say the word flavor? Can we say that word also? You, Nori had a distinct sound, a distinct voice, a unique flow. Like, my man, I am a fan of this Noriega big time. This, this is my favorite version of Noriega. And Parole Violations. One of my favorite songs. Yeah, no question. Gaddafi, L-I-C, that old fly <laughs> on the bridge, Kuwait, Stuart Jose Luis, and I rap recognize it. Yo, this joint is crazy. Um, next song, my G, Iraq, See the World. Uh, I think Musa Mussolini was on this joint. Um, this is one of the songs that I think doesn't get a lot of props on one report, or maybe, I don't want to say people overlook, I, maybe I shouldn't use that word, but it's not a song that every. I'm not saying this one time for your mind. I'm not going to that bag, but I, I, mean, I actually is the Yo, 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 don't, please, please. One time <laughs> for your mind is setting the bar so low. This yeah. is a posse cut. This mm. beat is not whack at all. At it's all. It's not whack at all. And Nori spits a fire verse to clean it up. Mm. From the fourth, he, uh, uh, he, he hit fourth in the lineup. Oh, baseball yeah. talk. Yeah. And, and for the five verses, I like this song. This is not. I don't. This is not. A, I don't skip this. I like. It's not party over. It's not Marv party over. Or Raekwon, North Star. It's not one of those. Nah, but, my know. man. Nah, I, I, I like <laughs> this joint, man. I like this joint. And, and y'all, I'm gonna tell you something, man. You know, I'm an Easy LP fan. So far, this is dope, man. Like New York, the grimy, gritty New York sound. Capone Noriega. They, they they brought it to this mm-hmm. album, man. The producers mm-hmm. came to this alone with the do. So I like this one right here, man. Um, next song, another banger, man. Another one of my favorite. I hate to say this, yes. I can't. I don't hate to say this. I don't mind saying this. This is one of my favorite songs on the album. Also, live on, live long. I love this song, my G. One of my favorite songs. Talking about meeting Capone for the first time, riding a man a kite while he's locked up in the bin. I I love everything Nori did on here, man. Talk to me, man. Live on, live long, man. Talk to me. Is fire too, it's produced by Nordy, produced by Nordy, Nordy Shorts, and this is yeah. uh, 
Nori giving flowers to Capone. You know, yeah, telling man. the story. Wait a minute. So let me get to Is Nori telling the story? Or is he, like, wait, wait, how do you describe what he's doing? Introspective, Nori. I'm going to that bag <laughs> on this Yo. one. I'm going Yo. to that That's bag on here. Yeah. It's your Nori. Introspective, no Nori. No That's me on this joint, man. Um, next song, Watts. Never Die Alone. And a producer that you and I spoke about off air. Uh, produced by Buckwild, man. This beat is crazy. Nori sets this off, man. You know, two for five talk. Um, Capone versus Dope also in here, man. But I thought Gaddafi had the best verse by far. No disrespect to Capone and Noriega. But his verse at the end, man, was just damn near almost a five-mic verse from this man, Tragedy Gaddafi, man. Talk to me, Watts. Never die alone, my guy. This might be the most slept-on song in the album. It might be the most slept on song and I, because there's, there's literally no reason why. I mean, I don't know how to, any other way to describe it, but like everything you said, they all got busy. And then Qaddafi cleaned up with just, like he you did. said, a damn near flawless, perfect verse. Just beating hardcore. Buckwild to me is one of my favorite New York City producers. And I'm going to take it a step further. And this is. To, and, I, and I don't know how people going to feel. Buckwild had a bigger impact on me in hip-hop than Jay Dilla. And I know that's fucking... Oh, the comment, boys! Like, the comment, boys! I know y'all was coming like that, but I'm telling so, you... So, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Do you think the comment, boys, are going to give you the Archie Bunko one or that? I just think... I, I, think, they, yeah. I, I think if I explain to them that who Buckwild is and his production credits... They might not know, though. They, they might not know why. They just might not know, man. They might not know, but Buckwild is like Buck do your Googles. <laughs> yeah, Buck, Buckwild is on this album, man. And he's not on this album because he's a joke. He was on this album because people looked highly respected him. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I put Buckwild and Rockwild in the same sense of like those producers. To me, well, Rockwild might have got more love than Buckwild. I think Buckwild is one of those guys with him, like Easy LP, maybe. I don't think Greece, can I, don't I put them in there? I, I, I don't think I don't think Rockwell got more pocket. You don't think so? No, 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 no. Buckwell, I think Buckwell I think people are more familiar with Rockwell, Rockwell than the, the Buckwell. You think the so? fans? The fans, a lot of fans. Maybe not, not not the people that's in the know, that's in the industry, or people who know Buckwell's um his his work, I think, and what he's done for the culture. But I think that mess and red man thing really. Because it was so yeah, acclaimed, you know what I mean? But Peep Game, that was in 99, though, man. Yes, facts, facts, facts. And facts, Buck Wild was producing all before that. The 90s, like, so yeah. It was like, mm-hmm. I, I've been listening to Buck Wild before Rock Wilder, so that's my right. thing. Okay. But yeah, man, this is a very, very, this might be the mo- one of the most slept on songs in the album. Okay. Next song, Watts, um, can we say the first single off of the War Report? The first song there, T-O-N-Y? Top of New York, not to be confused with Tony Yeo, the talk of New York. T O N Y, invade N Y, multiply, kill a cop. Me and you, you got beef. I got beef. Oh, more than I just like, what do you know? Like, he's <laughs> smiling on here, man. Standing from the judge, and I'm hard to. I love that trait, man. Capone, tragedy. Um, go ahead, man, my guy. Five Mike song. I'm going to say it again. Five Mike song. Mad dudes wrapped up his beat. In the free in the mixtape era, a lot of dudes rap on this beat, man. Like like uh, like, like, like like Joe Budden, Tyler yes. <laughs> yes. rap on yes. this beat. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. Back to it. Um, like you said, this is 
So if people want to know why this album was copped immediately the second it came out, this is the, this is the song why. This song with Tragedy Capone Noriega, we literally, we were just waiting. Like, we waited months for the yeah. album to come out after this song. Like, months. This, it took a minute, you know what I'm saying? And this is the five-month song, Tragedy, once again, where it just, you know, Nori's verse, just prime Nori. Can we share a different I, just, second? I, love, I love everybody's verse. I did it for the love of cash and honor. Chocolate uh, and Barron, uh, uh, come on, man. Yo, hold on. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Did Tragedy Kadowski get enough props for this album? For what no, he contributed he no, his album? No, no, he absolutely doesn't. And it's a crime to hip-hop history. Because people equate Nori. I think, I think people equate Nori first, then Capone, and try to stick Tragedy in the number three spot. I can make the argument. Yeah, it, okay, you got Nori number one. Tragedy could be number should be number two. Then Capone. Well, here's in the my thing, opinion. Capone. As we talk about this album, you'll see Tragedy's on this album as much as Capone. That's you know what I'm saying? saying? Nori is on the most songs, but it's shocking. I don't know how people can look at this album and be like, "Yeah, Nori Capone and Noriega." Tragedy. Tragedy's exactly with Tragedy is the Unofficial third member of this album. It's just that simple, yeah. man. That's a fact. And this That's a fact. And then, and then on the five mic songs, the hands down five mic songs, Tragedy is on those songs, and he might have the best verse on those songs. And, 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 and let's not act like Tragedy. We're not gonna act like Tragedy was was goddamn consequence when he rapped with Trial Court Quest and all that. He wasn't no damn consequence. That boy got busy. Or his verses, right? Um, this is no, no question, no question, <laughs> no question, no question. Um, next song, Watts. Channel 10, produced by the God, Lord Finesse. Lord this Finesse. beat is no, wavy, no. treacherous. Mm-hmm. I swear, I had a big L on here, man. Capone's verse was dope. Um, I like how Gaddafi came in also. Nori's verse is my favorite, though, man. Just chill stories. The way he was talking about certain things, man. Channel 10 doesn't get enough props on there. There's a song you said earlier that doesn't get enough props. I think you said Never Die Alone, I think you said. Yeah. I'm going to say Channel 10 for me doesn't get enough props. Talk to me, man. Agreed. Lord Finesse in his production bag, the same Lord Finesse who produced Suicidal Thoughts on Ready to Die. People do not... I think a lot of niggas know that. People do not understand how Lord Finesse was viewed in terms of 90s hip-hop. I mean, the fact, just think about Big on his debut album had Lord Finesse producing. So he's in the studio in the lab with Lord Finesse. Then you got 1997, Capone and Noriega in the studio with Lord Finesse. We know Lord Finesse as an LMC, the guy who introduced us to Big L, the guy part of DITC. That's Big L's pops. That's Big L's pops, though, whatever. He was in his production bag. This is another mm-hmm. One of those slept on songs on the album. I said, Never Die Alone is a. Um, Channel 10 also um, be. Is, is Never Die Alone was highly slept on song. Channel 10, highly slept on. Every yes. song Capone, Noriega, and Tragedy wrapped on was at minimum four mics. At yep. worst, four mics. Yep. Every yep. song, all four of them was on. Next song, Watts. Dog's Paradise. I don't even. I mean, where do I, where do I, where do I even start here, man? You start. I need you to start. Produced by some some dude named Charlemagne. Never heard of him before. I love this song. This is a five mic song. MVP for me. 
I gotta go tragedy Gaddafi again, man. I'm giving Gaddafi his goddamn flowers while we in on PSA hip hop, man. Sorry, Norby. Sorry, Capone again. Um, nigga, fresh off work release, Hercules. Nigga, fuck the D's, you blazing trees. We used to say that shit religiously. Driving in New York City like it was nothing. F the D's, you blazing trees. That was like in, in, in my verbiage, on an everyday verbiage to me, man. Five Mike song, Dubs. Paradise, love it, love it till this day. I love it. Watch it. We talk about songs that's overdate. Got that's you know at the time it stood the test of time or it was good for that moment. In 2020, Thug Paradise still sounds fresh, my G. Talk to me now. Now I'm gonna go here with it. If you talk about the greatest MCs to come out of Queensbridge, number one is always gonna be Nas. It's going to be Nas. Yes. Yes. This a very strong argument for the second greatest MC <sighs> can be made for Tragedy Gaddafi. Over Havoc? As an MC? Absolutely. Havoc himself would tell you that. Havoc I'm going to have, though. I'm going to have, though. I'm going to have. I respectfully watch. I'm going to have. No, no. I understand that, but Havoc himself will tell you that. You forget. Okay. Tragedy was the greatest MC from the 80s. He's all more Yes, more definitely. Definitely. Definitely, man. Definitely. definitely. He was that MC. In the bridge, Havoc said it. We were the little niggas who was running the tragedy to spit our rhymes to him. Right. Like, that's right. a fact. Right. Like, respect for tragedy. No, I'm, so I'm telling y'all, his rhymes on here are five mic rhymes. That, definitely. It's definitely. on Queen's Bridge. He is a great MC. And Let me ask you a question. When niggas yeah. go Queen's Bridge tree, right? Yeah. Do they try to get MC Shan and Roxanne Shante more love? The tragedy? I don't know. In your opinion? I'm going to say that well, I don't. I definitely don't give Shan. And Shan is, Shan is a legend. But tragedy to me, see, this is what tragedy has that, that, that none of them have. Tragedy was before Nas, before Mob Deep, and he was doing their jazz old status, yeah. but then survived in the, the 90s. Mm. Like, I give tragedy, let me just say this. I have the highest, highest lyrical respect for tragedy. Tragedy proved it on this album. On all the five mic songs, tragedy has the five mic verses. And guess what? It's still not over. We got more five mic tragedy verses. <laughs> songs come on this album. Thug Paradise is a fire song, man. I love this song. Yeah, man. I love Thug Paradise, man. Very dope posse cut, man. Very dope three man cut, man. Um, could they have been the locks before the locks? If they were still together? I mean, if Capone was locked up, it was just Capone, Tragedy, and Nori. Let me tell you something. Capone... Would Nori, would Nori's solo career have popped off like this? If Capone was on? Yes, see? Or would they have just been another scene? In well, so there's a lot well, of what answer to that. Well, here's the thing. Nori tells a story that Biggie wanted to sign Capone and rock with Capone more than Nori. And I can understand that because on voice projection and voice box and the way he sounds, his voice is very listenable. I'm talking about Capone. But I think Nori's energy and work ethic, him not getting locked up and doing that, you know, him able to do N-O-R-E, like you said earlier in the show, him able to take 97 to translate that to 98. You know what I'm saying? And he did a great job on that. You know, but, you know, big like Capone. Capone, I thought that very interesting. Yo, my man, yeah, yo, when you think about it, man, Norby's 96 to 98 run. It's just tough. It tough. was, it was, tough. It, it, like, for three years of my hip-hop life, Norby was every day. 
Like, and my nigga, let me say this. Nori, my nigga, would you listen to me real? To say you you was on top for three years in hip hop, that's not a that's not an easy thing to do. Not it not sound only, easy. Not only is it that easy to do, then you arguably was on arguably the greatest posse cut or on that's a TV. five posse cut of the decade. That's on TV. Yeah, and you said it, not me. You knew what I was talking about. Yeah, like come on. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let me ask you this question: Banned from TV. Or headbanger with EPMD, Redman, Solo. Ty. Mm-hmm. Ty. I won't put one over the other. That's how big. Those are super five months. Like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let's say, if you tune in, if you listen to headbangers right now, you're going to love it. If yes. this is Banned from TV right now, you're going to love it. There's no way you can put one over I don't know, though, my G. When Redman's verse comes on headbanger, though, the price face makes all types of. Ill jazz, right, though. Tell you something. When nature sets off, yes, I, yeah, I, six I, one, I, I, six I, one, bring it both heavily. She's there, six one. Crazy. Yeah, Nori, nature, boy. Noriega, Hennessy straight, no tomato juice. I, <laughs> I've never stopped saying it since he said that. Because I drink Henny. I've never stopped saying the king, it. The king of the bogey talk. Let's be real. No, and the Nori, king of the bogey talk. Nori's three year run. To me, this is just me personally speaking. He was, he was a, he was an everyday player. Yes. I'm gonna give y'all, let me give y'all a modern way of it. I played Nori the way I played Benny and Spech in these last three years. Yes, like, facts. Like the way I played Benny facts. and Spech, that's, that's how real. I played Nori. So Nori was in high demand, like you said early in the show, man. And I went to see Nori in '98. And I had to spend some bread to go see Nori. It cost like $35, son, to go see Nori. $35. To go. I don't know that's nothing and stuff, but your 35 beats for one artist to perform? Dogs. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man. Um, next song, watch. Boom, boom. You know, every time, usually when guys do a joint album together, you get a dolo, I get a dolo joint. This was Capone's Dolo joint produced by the god Marley Marr, Queensbridge representative. Wavy beat. The horns are dope on here, man. Capone rapping about a shorty and not simping. You know what I'm saying? Talking about shorty having a fatty bang and all this, man. Talk to me, watching man. Capone's Dolo joint, Capone Bone. This was, a, this was a smooth track where Capone is talking about the ladies. Produced by legendary Marley. Marley Marl in the house. But everything you said is accurate. Next song, my G, my bad. Next song, Halfway Thugs. This beat is phenomenal. <laughs> Yo, one thing you and I have been talking about this whole album, man, is the production here on this. On this, I'm going here right now. I don't, I'm not going to give a great album yet. We'll wait for the end of the show. Well, on production alone, watch. This is a five mic production. Like we can talk about the infamous production, we can talk about Illmatic production, we can talk about Wu Tang Clan, Thirty Six Chambers production, Rayquan's production. Can I say that Capone and Noriega on production alone, beats alone, is sitting at the table with those albums that with the ill production? Yes, you can. And once again, this is another one of those songs on the album that is highly slept on. It's like, 
they got halfway through. Yeah, I think it slept on. I don't think, I think so. Me, look, look, do you think me and you go to this? So, do you go to this before T O N Y and Thug Paradise and Patrol Violators? Oh, all right, it's, 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 it's at the it's at the table. It's Omar. Right. Yeah, well, I don't go, but I go to the first. I go to the I love Halfway Thugs, though, man. I, I do. love Halfway Thugs, my guy. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Album man. That's but Norby had a better solo drink than Capono. Let's be no real. No question about it. No question about it. No question <laughs> about it. Come on, Blake. Solo joint. That was a solo yeah. joint. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next song, Watts. L-A-L-A featuring Havoc. Produced by Marley Moore. Think he did this beat. In the heights of the East Coast, West Coast beef, or we should say, you know, dying down by 97 a little bit. Uh, we heard this, obviously, before the... um album dropped. I loved Havoc's verse. He had a second verse on here. Love Capone's verse. Uh, Tragedy's verse is dope. Once again, I wish P was on here. R.I.P. Prodigy, but he wasn't on here, man. P, but this P, song P was, was very big. So let me give you a backstory. P was right. on this song. P was on this song, and he told them he took his verse off of it. He took his verse off. That's right. That's right. I really want to know the story behind why, because he was going at them West Coast niggas. I think P had a first that was yep. kind of like yep. stabbing people. Yes, yes. You know yep. what I mean? And, and at the time, and by 97, it was dying down, I believe. So it was like, let's not go there. I, I, wish, they, I wish we hear it, though. I ain't going to lie to you. Let the, me the, say this. Loki was the head though. Let me say this. What Thug Paradise means to you, L.A., L.A. means to me. Okay. What Thug Paradise okay. means to you, L.A. Okay. L.A. I'm talking about the remix version, the one that's on this album, not the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stretch Armstrong yeah. version. I love the old one. Time out. Time out. I love that Stretch Armstrong version, but go ahead. Okay. I but, do though. But when Marley Marr remixed it and threw this beat on here, my man, this song became everything to me. This is one of my favorite hip-hop songs. Like, I love this song. I I can't emphasize how much I love L.A. L.A. I love it, love it, love it. And I'm telling you again, once again, Tragedy Gaddafi. Yes. Been on the planet for 20 years. It's just wrong. The world rotten like the vein in my father's arm. I remain calm, study calm. Islam. Over. World calm. going Ooh. insane like a Sodom and Gomorrah. Like, she body this shit. Like, body, body bag this shit. Sorry, Judy Gaddafi on this. You know what I mean? I, five mics on to me, man. No, another five mics on to me. All right. Um, next song, my G. Illegal Life, produced by Tragedy, man. Produced by, beat, by Havoc and Tragedy. No, by Havoc and Tragedy. Part of me, Havoc is props also. This beat is retarded. Retarded. What, what tells me also is this, that Havoc gave these guys a big cosign. You know what I mean? He really must have been feeling these guys and what they were doing. Obviously, Capone from Queensbridge. You know what I'm saying? And things of that nature. Tragedy. Also, the respect he had for Gaddafi living in, in QB and all that. Yo, Nori sets this off lovely, man. Capone got busy also, man. I love this song, Illegal Life. I think you said LA LA is a five mic song. I got Illegal Life as a five mic song. And guess what? I agree with you. Now, the reason why when War Report came out in the summer of 97, why we copped it quickly, because Illegal Life was already bubbling. We already played it out. Because yeah. we played it in 96 crazy. Yeah. Havoc, and that's why I'm glad you gave Havoc his flowers. Man, it's impossible for me to even talk 90s hip-hop without talking about Havoc's production. 
When you said when you said about Buckwild over Jay Diller, I got havoc over Jay Diller. So do I, man. And you're not jumping out the window when you say that. I know people <laughs> might think that, and they might try to go to the uh, beats. The beat. Yeah, matter of fact, pick your pick your pick your Mob Deep album. Pick your. I mean, pick your pick your. No, man, I might even go there, man. R.P. Jay Diller, havoc, havoc. Just he made. Absolutely meant more to me than Jay Dilla, and I know people. And to me, I, the people who get upset about that are people are like industry and the know people who who know really behind the scenes kind of stuff. Because regular people can't say that. Anyway, um, illegal life, five mic song, no question. Havoc once again. Havoc, never say Havoc is very underappreciated on the way he can do hooks and the way he can produce yes. and do hooks. He's very yes. un- underrated and underappreciated. Five mm-hmm. mic song. Now, um, next song, let's get to Buck Wild. <laughs> Another Buck Wild song, produced song, Black Gangsters, man. This song doesn't get too much love, in my opinion. Agreed. Like Never Die Alone. This song is very, very slept on, man. Yeah. I think Black Gangsters is a fire song, son. A very fire song that doesn't get talked about at all. You know what I mean? Uh, talk to me, Watts. Black Gangsters, man. I 100% agree with you. Black Gangster is another one of those songs that is just not talked about as if it never happened. Like you had to have the album. This is a dope-ass song. This this song is a hip-hop song, what hip-hop sounds like to me. I like this song. There's nothing I dislike about this song. For whatever reason, people don't talk about it or act like it's one of those songs. But you know why? Because this album was that incredible. Think about it. The songs we're saying is underrated. We're saying that mm-hmm. because the songs that were getting more, more the most pop was even better. Right. Which is just, just just to highlight how ill this album is. Last song, watch. Talk to me, man. Set it off. And over here. Close up, man. Talk to me. Not one of my favorite songs. This might be my one time for your mind song on this, this album. Is, this, this is my one time for your a, mind. This is a song. This is Mark this D, Party is, Over, North, Great Quan, North Star. Song, this is a song you made because you wanted radio play. And for some reason, rappers are in their assumption that if they get a woman to sing some hook soulfully, that the radio mm. is going to hear it and they're going to want to play it. You know what I'm saying? This is one of those songs. It's not right. a bad song, but it's definitely not my go-to song at all. I always skipped it. I never played it. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's, that's what it is. All right, Watts. How many mics, my brother? This is a classic hip-hop album to me. It's a classic debut album. All right. Um, I'm giving it four and a half strong. I'm leaning on the five, man. I'm on the fence. Is it four and a half? It's a classic to me. Certified classic. Um, For Nori to hold it down and while Capone's not here, for Tragedy to have Nori's back in a sense. I wonder if Tragedy would have been on a lot of these joints if Capone was home. What do you think? If Capone was home, do you think Tragedy well, would get all those joints off? Every song that Tragedy, Nori, and Capone is on is a five-mic song. Word. There you have it. It, it. it just would have made the album ill. Like, one of the, one of your favorite songs is just Capone and Tragedy going back and forth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. this, this, mm-hmm. this is a, to me, a certified street classic, and now I got to go ahead with it. One of the bad takes in hip-hop, there are bad takes in hip-hop, you know. One is, <laughs> I don't write rhymes. Yes. So everybody's favorite rapper just walks in and don't write rhymes. Mm-hmm. Another, right. another one that I personally don't like, Nas can't pick beats. 
He picked the beat for Illmatic. It's like no one can ever tell me the man who picked the beat for Illmatic can't pick beats because he had to hear all of them before he agreed to rhyme on them, right? So that's right. another take. Now here's another take. When people talk about grimy New York City hip hop, they talk about the bad boy ever had shiny suits, people rapping yes. over his tracks, and they that's act like that was the era that defined East Coast hip hop. Well. This album came out at the exact same time as all of those Bad Boy albums, as Mace, as No Way Out, as Life oh, After Death, God. as Life After Death. And guess what? And guess what? The War Report came out. They on a cover with Army Fatigues on the front of the PJs, in front of the Jacks. And this is a grimy, greedy, New York City sounding cover. So why does hip-hop media, hip-hop say, DMX brought back the New York gritty, grimy feel. When War Report came out before Hell on Earth and was grimy and gritty, the floor is yours, three. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hold on, Sam. Yo, why do you have to do X like that? When you go, your voice just goes up 12 notches when you start talking about DMX. I think, well, listen, I agree with everything you said, but I think like I'm saying before, it's like Queen Latifah and the movie Juice. You local, DMX is global. And that's the only thing I can say. DMX is global when CNN wasn't really global, global like that. You know what I mean? I think New York, New York City, the tri-state rocked with them. But everyone rocked with DMX. Like, everyone rocked with 50. You know what I mean? But I understand what you're saying, though. But, you know. What am I what saying? Wait, wait, what am I saying that you understand? You're saying that DMX is some in your in your opinion. You're saying basically that you feel the masses give DMX more praise for bringing back that gritty feel for telling Bad Boy, yo, we we not we're rocking shiny suits no more. We're bringing it back to the streets or some grimy ish, right? Right. And you feel you feel DMX gets praised more for that. Well, a year ago prior, Capone Noriega was doing that in '97 when Mace and the Bad Boy era was still popping, right? Yes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm kidding what you're saying, brother. I, I'm putting the two and two together. I'm listening. My listening skills aren't bad. But okay. I'm just saying, I don't think that Capone Noriega was getting love from niggas in Atlanta. Niggas in Atlanta probably like DMX more. Niggas in Miami probably like DMX more than Capone Noriega. That's why I'm going into the tri-state area bag. What did it reach? Did Capone Noriega reach other cities, other states? And we know DMX did. Can we say that? I know it pains you to say that. Oh, it pains to say it. Yo, it pains you to give back any type of love. So you got to stop doing that. You act like you wasn't outside. But what you're when doing, came, you're what outside. Doing, what you're doing, you though, outside. Is you're, what you're doing, though, is you're agreeing with me. DMX had a bigger white fan base than Capone. No, oh, not that's the that's white fan base. Before the sign of the Marshall, Jada Kiss Are you Grant, kidding me? Grimy New York Street hip hop was the war report. This is something that's a, a, that you can't dispute it. You can't dispute what I'm saying. It's a grimy, gritty New York Street hip hop album that actually came out the same time as Bad Boy was putting out the shiny <laughs> hip hop. So people are like, oh, but when DMX came out, it brought back the gritty sound. Gritty sound never left NYC. The gritty sound never left New York City. That's what I'm saying. So 
nobody's going to tell me how the East Coast was sounding in 97 when the war report dropped in 97. That's what I'm saying. So you're not going to give X any type of respect and love that he, he no, got you orchestrate? You're not giving him any kind of love, history. my G? No, don't rewrite history when the war report came out. But well, why? Well, you brought back gritty, grimy hip-hop when the war report was out in 97. Oh, hold, on. hold on, my G. So, are we giving? Ex- are you gonna give X's flowers? We gave her X's flowers already. We did a fucking. No, I'm saying this on. now, sir. Sir, I'm saying now for you to admit about, to the, to about, the, to the audience. Back? No, because he, he helped orchestrate it. He helped orchestrate it, though. He didn't help orchestrate it. Oh, come on, my man. You gotta stop this. No, oh, I'm saying it. The album did that. The War Report uh, album did that. So, my, my G, you're, you're not going to, so you're, you're telling me, but you don't agree with my sentiment that, yo, X, you say New York, but X is, I also, he's from New York, obviously, Yonkers, but it touched more homes, though. Would you agree you with that? Blow that up touch in more homes. You cannot blow up in hip-hop without a white fan base. X headlined oh, Woodstock. Not the white X headlined Woodstock. You the can't. Talk. You can't. You cannot grow up You think Travis Scott's fan base is not most white people now? Of course. You think about a white superstar? Of course. When you get to a certain level, you think when Hammer was selling 10 million records, it wasn't white people buying MC Hammer's music? My point is, X had a white fan base. So don't say X did not have a white fan base. He had the streets plus a white fan base at the same exact time. And you know what that made him? The so- in America. It made wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's the reason why? Is that the no, sole no, no. reason why? No, no, no. Yes! No, that's not the sole reason, watch. That's not the sole reason. You're not going to get that off. That's not the sole reason why people rock the He had two fan bases at the same time. Noriega, Capone Noriega was not the fan favorite of white people. He wasn't. The Coronavirus album wasn't the album that all white boys are playing like they was playing. I don't, I don't agree with the sentiment that you're acting like the analytics show that more white boys are listening to DMX and, and everything. I think it was the hood rock with DMX so heavy, my guy. He rep for the grimy niggas. And he rep for the grimy dudes. Album. And, and the War Report album wasn't rep for the grimy dudes? Like, that's I'm not saying it wasn't. I'm not saying it wasn't, This is you can't make a point. Whatever you're saying DMX's album meant to the hood... War Report meant the same exact to the hood. So, but it meant to more hoods, though. DMX meant more to so more hoods out of sight of New York City. So if we're agreeing with that, uh, then what's the difference between the two albums? They're gritty, grimy, and they meet in the, in the, in the whole I, album. I'm, I'm so going to again. So I sound good. like I'm beating a dead horse, sir, but I believe that DMX touched more homes in, Oda, in Omaha, Nebraska, and Kansas, in those type of towns. You know what I mean? Wyoming. Rhode Island, you know what I'm saying, Boston, Rhode Island and all that, that they touch more than Capone and Noriega. You're right. In those towns you named, the predominantly white states. <laughs> oh, my God. You said God, Rhode Island. So you said Wyoming. <laughs> These are white states. They, the population is pre- predominantly white. Okay, Republican states, part of South, South Dakota. Right. Bad. I want to be out. Shout out to either part of South. All right. You know what I mean? All right, man. That's what it is, man. Capone and Noriega. The Royal Report. This man is crazy when it comes to the MX boy. Jesus Lord. Alright, man. Appreciate your time, man. We are going to Queens. We're gonna stay in Queens, man. Stay in Queens. Um, well, Queens slash or Long Island. 
Hempstead to be, you know, slash Queens. We know he's from Long Island, you know, Rock Queensbridge and everything, man. Today is the anniversary. I hate using that word anniversary. Yeah. Equating a man's death and uh, anniversary is kind of whack to me. But I don't mean to go on a tangent. Watson and I, the year that P passed away, we had did a mob deep um, appreciation two weeks before P passed away, man. It was just crazy that we did that. And then, boom, he passed away two weeks later after he did appreciation. Just how that comes up, I don't know. But I say, prodigy, bandana P. You say what, my G? One of the one of the most influential rappers to for in the decade of the nineties from New York City hip hop. I know y'all want me to say East Coast hip hop, but I'll never say that. <laughs> it's always New York City hip hop because that's where that's where it's from. You want me to say East Coast? Well, Rhode Island is on Rhode Island is on the East Coast. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Maine is on the East Coast. So no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying New Shout out to York me right quick, man. Shout out to me. Vermont is on the East Coast. I ain't talking about them states. I'm talking about New York City. Prodigy voice. Prodigy is one of the all-time great MCs to come out of New York City who has a legacy and a resume second to none, hip-hop speaking. And uh, just three years ago, he passed away. And, you know... We have a plethora, we have a whole bunch of music. This man has a legacy library of music that he's left for us to enjoy. I really wish he was alive because like I always say this, in the era of Griselda, Prodigy would be getting so much flowers right now. He would be getting so much flowers. Would he though, would he? Yeah, that's what I believe. You don't I, think people look at him like... And I say this with all due respect when I say this. When I go back to the Static Selector um, freestyle session when early, was that 2017-ish, 2016-ish, maybe around that time. Did you look at him like that, John? I said, did you look at Prodigy? I didn't look at Prodigy like that. Yo, let me tell you something, man, which 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 just makes no sense. Prodigy don't got nothing to prove or no freestyle. No, 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 no. We're, not, we're not saying he got a no. I'm not saying he got a prove anything. Watch. I'm not going into that bag. People no. can out-rhyme him. I'm not looking at him funny style. Because young, hungry MCs are rhyming to make a name for themselves. At that point, they still had established, or, or, or they wasn't who they are now. Prodigy right. is as a living legend who has a two, who has five hours of hip hop that he can put on stage and everybody go word for word. Okay, right. can't talk about Flea Lord without talking about Prodigy. <laughs> right, you know, right, man, right, like, right. you can't talk about right. Alchemist without talking about Prodigy. So I'm telling you, part of flowers, man. Yeah. No, no, the point I was making, Watts, was that when I heard the freestyle, just saying that, not saying, like I said, I don't need you to prove nothing to me. You don't got to prove nothing to me. Dudes like Met Their Man or Raekwon or those guys, they don't got to prove nothing to me. Dudes that already made, Nas don't got to prove nothing to me. Holes don't got to prove nothing to me. Like, those rappers don't, G-Rap didn't have to prove anything to me when he did Son of G-Rap with 30 Expression, not to prove nothing to me. All he proved to me that he was still dumb nice at his age. And he's better than a lot of dudes at his age. That's what he proved to me. You know what I mean? Is it safe to say that we talk about dudes with the voices in, in hip-hop where their voice their voice box, so to speak, just demands attention when they rap. I throw Rakim in there a lot. Guru to me. Can I throw Prodigy in there also, sir? 
on voice alone. One 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 of the greatest voices in hip hop. Now let me just say this. I don't know what prodigy meant because I've seen on, on online people was talking about eight ball and MJG and UGK meant so much more to us than Mob Deep. Y'all y'all New York dudes, y'all keep talking about it, but that's not what we was listening to. And I have no issue when y'all saying that because those dudes talked about your city and repped the lifestyle and the environment. So I totally right. get it. But I'm saying mm-hmm. as a New Yorker living in New York, hearing Mob Deep in the golden era of hip-hop, when Tupac was alive, when yes. Biggie was alive, when Jay was alive, when Nas was alive, when all the dudes were spitting their greatest lyricism, Prodigy stood shoulder to shoulder at the table with them and a lot of times outshining them having better stuff. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. He was, that, he was on that. Like, I can't put no MC over him. He was rapping. He put out the best music, just like any yep. other MC. I don't take one MC and say, let me elevate you over Prodigy. I, I can't do that. Prodigy's verses on classic songs meant that much to me, man. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Was it one of the things with Pete, where we talk about Jada Kiss, had five mic verses all the time for the locks? Was Pete one of those dudes that we spoke about that first in hip-hop that you can recollect that? Damn, Prodigy versus Five Mics to you, like you know what I mean, like that verses that meant something to you. Yes, yes. Was Pete one of the first dudes? I don't know if he's one of the first dudes, but I just know he was just a dude. I mean, because he started, you know, the the classic run started in on, with Shook one, so that's when his classic run started. But the point I'm making is when that run started, it was a run. Let me be honest, man. That one was that was a long run. We talked about when we did our Nori thing. I know you had a nice three year run. Prodigy had a longer than three year run. To me personally, I felt Prodigy's run. I I, I don't know when it stopped. To me personally, because I liked him so much. So I'm I'm honestly Prodigy biased because the way he rapped. Is it biased though? Is it biased though? Or is it just how you feel I'm though? You, I'm gonna tell you why, man. I did I. I liked American Nightmares. I liked Free Agents. Okay. I liked the Infamy album. Like, like I liked it. Like, I, I, I liked the keep. I liked his solo album. So I always rocked with Prodigy well into the 2000s. I wasn't like, oh man, it's all, I can only listen to Prodigy in the 90s. No, I was heavy into Prodigy in the 2000s. The same now way. Let, so, let's be real. You and I said numerous times that boy Curtis Jackson. The reason why he signed Marv Deep because that was the story of his life when he was peddling drugs in Southside Jamaica, Queens. Like, him signing Marv Deep, he knew what it was. You know what I mean? Like, he knew. You know what I'm saying? I think Prodigy, as much as I love Hov, man, Prodigy meant the world to me. Just as much as Jay-Z, just as much as Nas, was 50. Like, P meant, before these cats, to be honest, yeah. if you want to get technical, you know what I'm saying? I was a I like people for Jay Z. I'm one of Let's the people who always tell people this. The streets received Mob Deep's infamous better than they received Illmatic. To me, the way I saw mm. it, the way it felt outside. I like would agree with that. Illmatic was lyrical and the hip hop backpack ahead. We understood it. But when Infamous came out, man, it was just everybody gravitated to it. Like we heard that, I was like this is this is the sound right now. What these guys are doing, this is where hip hop sound is, is 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 the sound right now. You know what I'm saying? And it was just, you know, 
Prodigy is just one of those great MCs. And see, here's the thing about Prodigy, but nobody can say we ever faking the funk. Like you said, as soon as we started doing the show and we started talking about appreciation, Prodigy and Marv Deep, Marv Deep came up immediately. Like, how can we, yeah. how can we talk about hip-hop and not talk about right. Marv Deep? You know what I'm saying? And Prodigy, my man, let me tell you. Okay, so let's get to this. Name some of your favorite Prodigy verses that just, like, talk to your soul. Rock you in your face. Grab your grab your brain with your nose bone. Um, his second verse on Q U Hectic is crazy. His verse on Temperatures Rising. Listen, hold man. As much I love Jay, man, I gotta keep it with you, son. When you taking shots at P, man, one thing I knew that you, no matter what, people you might have tried to have, you might have had people turn on Prodigy. Watson, that never worked for me. Just because Jay was coming at P. That junk never worked for me, son. I never stopped rocking with P. I like Joe Budden. When Joe Budden took shots at Prodigy, that never meant nothing to me because I still thought P. P done too much for me to to be like, I'm going to discredit him by 2001. By 2001, he was a legend to me. He was a legend. No question. A living legend. A living legend. He literally had, Marvzy literally had three certified classic pop albums under their belt already. Three of them. Not one, not two, not debatable. They had three. Now, y'all want to argue that Murder Music and Hella Earth ain't classic? Y'all arguing to the wrong person. Y'all definitely can't argue with me. Them albums was crazy. Prodigy's verse on um, You Can't Fuck With It, the song with Oh, my Ray God. Him, the, Jesus, yo, Lord. Verse on sure. and it was like, it was so sinister and real. Like, let me tell you what Prodigy had. You could be the endless lyrical dude in the world. When Prodigy got on there and talked that reality rap with his voice, with his projection, and the way he just said, you might bump into a bullet. Like, the way he said, like, man, this dude is ill with it. My chain, my, my yo. His verse on Keep It Thorough, my chain black, bass, um, break glass tables. Like, P, come on, man. Like I said, Jada Kiss, we, we love Kiss because of his verses when Kiss say he never dropped a whack verse in the 90s. Can I say that the same thing about Prodigy? Can I put that with P also? I've never spit a whack verse in the let's, 90s. Let's take, let, let's take it a step further. Jay, because you wasn't nowhere near at the table with Prodigy in the 90s. In the 90s. No, no he wasn't. Nowhere near. You didn't have it. Nowhere near, near it. Nope. Nope. Near it. You know what I'm saying? Quiet Storm verse, Shook One's verse, Right Back At You verse. Like, every, yo, my man, every verse. How about this? Man, my <laughs> man, time out, time out. His verse on Trife Life, that whole movie. Going through Brooklyn. You know Are you so kidding me? Yo, yo, every verse. I'm trying to figure out what what verse. Yo, yo, let me tell you another verse. That let me tell you a prodigy verse. That I don't know what it means to you, but let me tell you what it means to me, so you can right. really understand. All right. Well, prodigy, prodigy's verse on Apostle Warning. To me, I thought they wow. left it on the earth. Right on earth. I think. Yes. I think yes. prodigy's verse on Apostle Warning. First of all, he got forever. He talked about three songs on Hell on Earth, but he just rapped forever. Um, still shining. Still shining. Shining? Hell Put the holes through your clothes <laughs> like Jamaican clothes. Put the holes through your shirts like Jamaican clothes. The Are you kidding me? So let me tell you this. This is where there are certain rappers, right, where they're having a resurgence of a second act in their lives later on in their 40s. They're getting critical acclaim, and they're Boy. putting out these phenomenal. they're putting out these phenomenal bodies of work. You should see. Prodigy, push it to you and all of them, right? Prodigy's historical body of work 
ranks so high to me that I put it with Lowen Theory, Illmatic, The Chronic, whatever, whatever you consider a classic all-time great hip-hop album. I have Mob Deep. Mob Deep has three of them albums that I put up there with them, with Cuban yep. Links, with anything you think yep. is a classic, with Get Richard I Trying. I put though I have three Bob D albums that go with all those albums. And Prodigy was one of the le- leading reasons why. Havoc with Five Light Production, great lyricism. And then Prodigy, Prodigy was leaving Earth. And, and this is what people don't realize. Y'all realize during this run, he's rhyming with G-Bat. He's rhyming with Nas. Yes. He's not rhyming yes. with, yes. with the best that ever doing. Yes. Then when now it comes he's doing songs with the lot. He's doing songs with MOP. Like, my man, his legacy cannot be touched. It just can't you be and I, on, on, on wax. It can't be. Sam, you and I were talking about Nori, right? How he had a run, right? Yo, Mark Deep's run, son, from the infamous all the way down to infamy. That is crazy. That is, my dude, We listen, I know some people, you're one of them, I know, I'm not. But I don't like, you like, between the crew of me and you, you like Travis' first album. I'm not a big fan of that. So I'm a low-end theory guy. I mean, I'm a rock. Not you are too, obviously. But I'm saying you like people's instinctive lives and all that. You love that album. You like that album. Um, for Mark Deep to, to have a first album when they were shorties, that, well, he hit it from the back, okay, boom. But that really wasn't when they were, they were in literally, high school. They were kids, money. They right, were they were shorties. They were like the youngsters. They were like the youngsters. <laughs> <laughs> they were pop. They were sophomores in high school. Can you imagine that? Man, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's now, crazy. you want even crazier? Primo produced on that album. That's a fact that that people don't remember. Do your due diligence and do the the Google's man. Primo did do produce a beat on that album. That's crazy. You think about it though. I still got that tape somewhere in my garage somewhere. But it'll be the handle there. Um, but to be consistent, to you know, sometimes P might not have rap. He might not have rhymed a lot of words. Some of his words. When rhyme sometimes, but for him to get away with that and still make the, the lyrics and the bars sound so crazy is so ill to me. And, you know, if Joe Biden might have said on Blood on the Wall, beats, beats helped you out most of your career, that's not a bad thing if Beats that's, helped that's, you out that, most of your that, career. That, that's a lie. You know? That's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> I'm not co-signing that, but I'm not co-signing that. That's true. just Joe, that's just Joe saying, you know. Make, no, know, no, 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 shot, but, but it's not true. It's not true. Right. Like, like, there's no way to sugarcoat it. It's not true. Right. What do you mean, Beats saved so, him? No, Beats ain't saved him. The man had the lyrics. Beats ain't saved that's him. That's a fact. No, but how did, obviously, I, 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 you I, know, I, I know, Beats ain't saved him. Beats ain't saved him. Beats ain't saved him. I mean, I think, I think about Prodigy's verse on 3 3 3 with, with, or, with uh, Cormega. Uh, I think about uh, unreleased song, Killer's Theme. Remember that song with Cormega? Yes. And, and yes. My, like, he got so much. Now here's nothing about Prodigy. He had a verse on um, Young Love. His verse on Young Love. Oh my God! Wait a minute. What Jesus. is the verse for the exhibit on Osmond? Yes, I, but I, I, yo, my guy, fam, we stay right there for a second. That's a five mic verse by Prodigy on the Osmond Sean with Exhibit, man. Now, now we're going to your song. band. That's a five mic. Now we're going to your band. Tell everybody why you love losing weight so much. I love losing weight. Yo, I love that joint. I love Prodigy's first song. Eight. I love that song, man. I love that song. Yo, my, my man, I, I was the guy that was getting screamed at because in 99, I was on some like, yo, I like P more than Nas. 
and people screamed at me, yelled at me. I was a prodigy. I wanted to to drop a solo album. This is no disrespect to Havoc. I love Havoc. Way way before 2001 when he dropped um, HNRC. I didn't want him to drop an album. But once again, man, Murder Music. These guys have classic albums, man. Classic albums, classic verses. P meant the world to me. One of my favorite rappers of all time. It, it, it hurt my heart just like Biggie passed away. It really bothered me if he passed away because that was basically my 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 young young hood man. Like me coming outside outside, being outside was the mob. I can't remember how many times I lost the infamous tape or broke it or popped this the TV. I had to go cop it again at least three or four times. Do people, so do people, do people like, understand what that means? I don't we know they do. We had to get money, and guess what? We had to find money. Make sure we had that money to go yeah. back to the record yeah. store to get the yeah. cassette tape because we had to make yeah. sure we had something to put in the car or put on the whip. Like, 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 like you had, like you had to have it. God forbid that shit pop. Mm-hmm. That shit pop. I'm going crazy. Your time is just so close. I gotta get my. Like, you know what I'm saying? Shit was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Let me so, ask you a question. Do you think? Yeah. Did you, Did you think that people changed their minds about P when he was going through that beef for hope? Yes, I do. I think that's one of the dark legacies of the success of TakeOver and how popular Jay-Z was. Jay-Z really was so popular, and I knew it because I watched people's attitudes change. People actually changed how they felt about Nas and Mob Deep because of TakeOver. That's when I was like, wow, Jay-Z's that powerful. When he's like, I got money tax bigger than you. When, when back in '88, when you put you was a ballerina, when he put Prodigy on the Summer Jam screen, like people was really trying to get at me, like 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 yo, Prodigy ballerina, you was a ballerina. I got the picture, I seen you. Like he really tried to destroy his whole credibility, and people was running with it to the point where Prodigy didn't know how people felt about him. He even said on his album, "I didn't know how people felt about me." Both had people running around questioning if the world is yours or don't song. Questioning Nas mm-hmm. only got one. Niggas used to argue with me. Nas only got one album. He got to stop the 10-year average. Illmatic is the only album he got. Then you got Ken Mom <laughs> running around. Now, I don't really like Illmatic from Nas. I don't like nothing else from Nas. Like, people really, Red Hole really changed people's perception, which shocked me. Could never yeah. happen to me you. Never. You're going to read dollars that what Mark beat did? Are you crazy, ho? Nah, P meant too much to me, man. P meant too much. P done too much at that time. He done too and much. Clearly he ain't mean nothing to 50 either, because 50 said, yo, I'm signing y'all, because I'm a fan of y'all. Yep. <laughs> That's no problem. So he clearly was like, nah, I don't care what nobody say. We know what y'all about. Uh, I, I think Mob yep. Deep was one of the most respected groups in New York City. And in hip-hop, let's be real. Just in New York, yeah, hip-hop, period. They did songs with the East Side. They did songs on the West Coast. They did songs with the South. They got songs with Eight Ball and MJG. Like I think in hip hop period, they were highly respected. I think respected by people who do rap music. No question. I totally agree with that. I think a lot of people. I think a lot of people looked at Mob Deep, the outsiders I'm talking about, who didn't live in New York City. I think they looked at Mob Deep's music as they get. I think Mob Deep gave the outside world in New York City. Like what happens in New York City on a on a daily in the streets of New York, how grimy it is and why. Like they painted the pictures of New York City. I'm gonna say I'm gonna give Wu Tang Clan and Nas and all that love too in that. But I'm gonna give the mob a lot of love on that, man. You know what I mean? Mob Deep was in my number one group of all time 
in the nineties. I, I love P man. I mean, he was talking that Illuminati talk early before people started talking about it and he rhymes and everything, man. So what's P's legacy for wrapping up here? What's what's his legacy in your opinion? One what one of the all time great MCs coming from New York. There's no other way to put it. One of the all-time greatest MCs. You know what I'm saying? Every time people be doing top five, top, let me tell you something. You know some people always do top five, top ten. They will throw Andre 3000's name in there, even though he came from a group. They never throw Prodigy's name in there. And I'll be like, wow. So it's like, it's like how did he get away with that? He was, his best work was when he was in a group with Outkast. My, Prodigy's best work was when he was in spitting yeah. five mics. Phenomenal verses. Why does now here's my question. Why does Andre C thousand verses get more credit in hip hop circles than Prodigy's verses? Wow. That's a very good question. That's a very good Is it because P was more people look perceive P in a one dimensional thing, just talking street rap compared to three stacks who was probably talking about more stuff? Is that was that why you think they've done that? That might be one of the, that might be one of the because like when Eminem on on till I collapsed and he named all his rappers, he said you know he named everybody Andre. he said Andre three thousand right, but it's yeah, like but it's like but when you get the eight mile when you watch the movie Eight Mile you pull him up the music <laughs> <laughs> playing yeah. Eight Mile yeah yeah so clearly yeah. when you're going up in Detroit going through your you know the hip hop shop where you battling people and coming on your come up. You listening to Mom Deep heavy. So, you know, I just want to, I'm just like, look, to me and you, Prodigy always got his flowers. This, yeah, the minute man, he always. Came out, we didn't wait. Always. It ain't nothing to think about. It was yeah. while it was going on, and we had him yeah. literally at the table with Biggie, JC, and Nas, Snoop. I did. Anybody was out. Buckshot, Shorty, all those dudes, man. I had my man. I had my guy Pete with Big in there, man. I'm sorry, man. I know Big. I know Big, Nas, Hope. They know the Bobs already, man. They know the Marvel. Pete and them was dope. Biggie, Prodigy, this is the start. Prodigy was supposed to be on Last Days. Have it tell the story. I'm in a studio. I'm producing a song. I'm like, yo, Prodigy, we got the locks here, Biggest here. Let's go. And Prodigy was like, man, fuck that. I ain't getting on that song. And that's that. Uh, this, that's how hip-hop is. He would have been on last day. That's what happened. Uh, man. I ain't giving some verse, P. I would love to hear you with Big, man. That would have been Big Prodigy in the locks on a, on a five-mic song. Sam, I'm low-key wish we had. We didn't get no Mob Deep Biggie joints. That's hurtful. Uh, that's but can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? I believe I believe I believe no later than by the end of ninety eight we would have got one. There's no to me there's no there's, I agree there's with no that. way it wouldn't have happened. I, no 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 I agree. It would have it would have to happen ninety eight, ninety nine, I believe. And I I would yes, give it a year, yes, that two years, man. It would have to happen around that because, time. Because he clearly had the relationship with Havoc and you know he would have been hearing the music they putting out. And Puff You know what I'm saying? Well, Here's what I'm saying. How was Puff in the friggin' survival of the fittest? video, but there was no... Well, he did tell a story when I asked him about that. He said that Puff was in the hood and stuff. That They had some things. I mean, so I remember him telling me the story about that. Um, but yeah, I, I would love to hear that, man. Those yeah, have told the story. And he, and he said they, they respected him. Story. They looked at Puff yeah. like they was happy he was in their hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to hear that, man. God, man. But we heard, we heard, listen, we heard the Marvin Ray and Ghost, so, so we know the Wu-Tang and... Um, and, and the mob, woo! They love them. No, ninety-five source awards. 
Ray and Ghost coming on stage. They bring him off deep with him. We've seen yeah. it. They have yeah. off deep with him. And let's just be clear. Prodigy's verse on eye for an eye. Oh, the oh my God. Come on, man. That verse is eye for an eye. Man. Come on, man. Wow. He's my one. Body. There, what was, they, what do I, there was no MC you, come back with. Did they that's a fact. With? There's no MC come back. There was no MC that he could not get on the song, especially during that time. Nas, Hov, he come on the big, all no those cats. About it. Yo, Tupac, but all those cats. What's talking about? This really Hov not having any songs with any Woo, uh, any Mob Deep members is really kind of whack. It's whack. It's kind of whack. It's kind of whack. It's kind of whack. It's whack. It's whack. It's whack. Right. And the reason why, because you know it could have easily happened. We know why him and Nas didn't do songs together, because Nas didn't like him. So that's right. why. So to me, when I see rappers who are literally in the same city, and y'all are all moving in the same circles. It's, everybody's at D&D Studios. Everybody's around each other. Yep. Y'all don't do songs together, man. There's a reason for that. There's a reason for that, man. And I hate, I hate, I hate Ego. that. Ego. Ego's my G. I, the Ego's. I, I, yo, my. You don't think Method Man and Red Man, Method Man and Red Man, could have egos with each other? I know I'm nicer than that nigga. No, I'm nicer than that nigga. Those I think those two like, are I'm just a little that. different, though, man. Those guys are like superstars, but blue collar so, MCs, also in my opinion. They're superstars, legends, but they're still blue collars in a in a in a mind and how they move and the morals of of like they didn't think Method Man did never he never moved around like he was better than everybody else. I, I love Hope, but Hope Hope sometimes might have gave you that snobbish. Kind of looking down on you, peasant type niggas. Meth never did that, and Red Man never did that. He, they never gave me that. If anything, Ray and Ghost gave me more of that cocky feel more than Red and Meth, by far, by far. You know what right. I mean? So, but it's a shame though we never got a J Meth P. Like ah, why did the Marvin? Oh man, yeah man, that's what it is, man. R.I.P. Prodigy. You know what I mean? Take us home, watch. PSA Hip Hop, the home of 40 Cal. <laughs> what? Why is it the home of 40 Cal, my G? Fight, Club, F- Fight Club legend. Fight Club God, 40 Cal. <laughs> We're giving 40 Cal the Fight Club God? Yes, absolutely. Oh, we're not doing that. I left my guy 40 yeah, Cal. Fight, Fight Club, Club. Fight Club. 40 Cal. Cannot the Fight, Fight Club, Club God? Can't do it. Can't do it. Cannot talk. Act International P. Get International P on this show, man. Talk to him. He'll tell you about 40 Cal. 40 Cal. PSA Hip PSA Hip Hop, the home of 40 Cal, where 3 and Watson rock with 40 Cal. Hold <laughs> <laughs> well, on. You, you, you rocked the 40 a little bit more than I did when it came to his music. More than I did. I'll give you that. You know what I mean? That's my guy, though. I rock with 40 Cal. Did you like Upstage? I did like Upstage. That's a fact. I told you I write that. I told you I write that. Yo, we're the only cats that talked about that album, my chief. That's a fact. PSA Hip Hop, the home of 40 Cal. We rock with your music on Upstage. We know about you from the Fight Club era. We know you just had a battle with disaster. PSA Hip Hop, the home of What was your thoughts about that? I heard people talking say that that, that uh, 40 Cal got busy on Disaster. Is that true or false, sir? I didn't watch it yet. It's beyond true. It's beyond true. Got got busy to the point where he's like, this is easy for me. Like, I'm no, I know I can battle you. Like, and it's clear I can. 
The well, that's, how, that's how you give it up, 40? That's how you give it up, 40? That's how you give it up, 40? Yeah, man. I yeah. ain't talking that yeah. cocky talk. My God. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, almost right. 40 cow, brother. Almost 40 cow. That's what it is, man. PSA pop, man. Fuck with your boys. Y'all know the vibes already, man. Fuck! <laughs>